Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for war? And once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are off to the races. Another installment for the archives of the Conspiracy Farm. Rolling right here, as always, shotgun, partner in crime, champion of champions, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic, and I'm glad you uh, hooked this one up today, champ. This is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, how are you doing, by the way? I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, had a nice 10-mile 10, 10 run last night, and sweat a little bit, and got a little workout in today, did a little yard work. Out in the hot I saw sun. I saw that you weren't feeling very good, but uh, John came by, your older brother, and you guys got it in 10 miles. Kudos to you. Absolutely. Got rid of my uh, nauseousness. Yeah, nausea, I think they call it. But That's where you cure it. But uh, I'm happy that we have our good friend George Pardos back. He recently was on with us not that long ago yeah. regarding the Vegas shooting. And now something big has gone on at Ohio State. And well, some allegedly. craziness has yeah, allegedly, allegedly some allegedly. craziness yeah. surrounding the Ohio State wrestling team and thirteen other teams in that university. George, how are you? I am doing just fine. Retired Marine, former OSU Buckeye wrestler George Pardos is joining us today. Glad you're doing well, my friend. And uh, you know, this is kind of not breaking news necessarily, but this news just kind of broke over here the last week or so about the goings-on at Ohio State, who knew, who didn't know about a particular uh, doctor, Dr. Strauss, Dr. Richard Strauss. And, um, you know, like I said, you, it sounds like there's some diverging conversations. Some people say they knew, and Jim Jordan knew. And, of course, Jim Jordan, being the congressman out of Ohio, I don't know if he's the head, but he's the member of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, uh, was a wrestler at OSU, was a coach at OSU. Tried was a national Olympics. champion. Absolutely. Trained yeah. for the Olympics, et cetera, et cetera. And there was supposedly some shady stuff that went down on his watch. He was a coach, I think, in his early 20s, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't mind, sir, you know, give us your opinion as a former Buckeye, former wrestler, former person. You know, you, you've been there. You've seen. Uh, you, you were there. You know a lot of the players involved. And uh, give us your perspective on, on this news that we've, uh, we've heard about recently. Well, here, here, here's the thing I want to I want to point out. First of all, all of this is allegedly took place. Right. That, for sure. that, that started. It. And the the second part of this is that if there is anyone that feels that they were had an a interaction with with Dr. Strauss, I, I want to say this because I don't want to preface this. Please reach out to the investigators that are handling this. And I want to read their email because it's OSU at PerkinsCoey.com. Please reach out to them. And, you know, regardless of what you feel about this politically, somebody out there has a story that needs to be heard. And what we don't want to do is because this process has been politicized to turn this, turn people away that might have some information that is relevant to the case. And if, you know, here, here's the thing that I, I, that I also want to say. There are conflicting stories. Not there are some conflicting stories, and there's also some stories that people are saying that not everybody agrees to the same narrative. And part of it is one of the things that I say, and, I, and I've said this since the beginning. I was not touched inappropriately, and I had probably twenty exams with Dr. Strauss over the course of 
the, the my time at Ohio State, I, you know, he's in, and in, in, you know, he inspected me. He, I, you know, was naked in, in a training room with him. I was never touched inappropriately. And what some of us that are are speaking up on the behalf of Jim Jordan are saying the same thing. Look, we were there and we were right next to you. It didn't happen to us. And so we can understand how there's a dual narrative here. And what we don't want to do is is try the victims in, in open court, you know, in, in open court of public opinion. But we right. want you to, to let the judicial process <clears throat> take over. Right. Which is something that we, you know, we see lacking anymore. I mean, the scarlet letter now of, you know, not just pedo sexual assault. I mean, it is literally guilty, um, you know, until proven innocent, quite frankly. And it's like, the, like you said, the. The trial of, of the, the court of public, public opinion is huge. You've seen a lot of people who've had no court proceeding whatsoever resign from their positions, et cetera. So I definitely appreciate that insight. You know, 20 different examinations. You know, like I said, you were there for several years. And like you said, there are, um, for lack of a better term, conflicting narratives. Um, just, to, just to speak on a certain – we have a couple of individuals who – you know, former OSU alums, I'll just read a quote from the Washington Washington Street or the Wall Street Journal. There's no way unless he's got dementia or something that he's got no recollection of what was going on at OSU. I have nothing but respect for this man. I love this man. But he knew as far as I'm concerned. And that's a particular individual who was a coach there, was a wrestler there. And there's been other individuals who kind of echoed those sentiments. But, you know, at listening to Jim Jordan's kind of rebuttal or, you know, denying of these accusations, he brought up a gentleman by the name of Mike Dosabado. You might be able to pronounce DeSabado. that name. Yeah, Dosabado. So help me understand, because according to Congressman Jordan, he's saying this individual has an axe to grind. He's got a huge vendetta against OSU and multiple arrests, you know, charges for felonious Felonious charges for this and that. He supposedly dipped into a some foundation money of an individual, former OSU wrestler, uh, veteran killed in duty. At duty, I believe a foundation was set up for him, and supposedly this individual right. dipped into that money. So, what are your thoughts on this general, this gentleman, uh, DeSabado, Michael DeSabado? Well, and here's the, the the thing that I said. I did a video on this two months ago when this first the story first broke, and I said, and I said it in public daylight. My my narrative hasn't changed. I said, let the judicial process play out because that's important. And one of the things I said, do not turn this into a punitive expedition or I will get involved because I have as much history and institutional knowledge as everybody else. And what we have said is Mike has an ax to grind uh, towards the university. And I think in, in all regards, it is clouding his judgment. And as a result of that, he is literally attacking everybody in the university, uh, you know, from Tom Ryan and false accusations to, you know, personal matters that he's done to, you know, the way that uh, Kyle was handled, the way that Rudis did business, the way that Nancy Schultz, who's another widow. I mean, he seems to be a pick on, on everybody. And the, the problem with that is, you know, that kind of action is tortious interference. And you cannot take someone seriously like that. And then I released a video of him on a bus where he's going, you know, pulling down his pants and saying Doc Strauss is in the house. Well, look, we can't take you seriously on a matter that happened at least in his perception, in his case, 27 years ago, when now you're on a bus making fun and making jokes about the same person that you alleged right. that you're a victim of. Right. And and I think that that's one of the, the damning 
you know, the damning parts of this narrative is, wait a second, you're telling us you're victimized. You're telling us that you had inappropriate contact. You're telling us that you've spread false emails saying to Tom Ryan had an inappropriate affair or and also, you know, lied about, you know, the, the co- conduct of the of the current Buckeye team. Now you release a a letter to the university asking for relief and then a week later this comes out in the press well wait a second there was there's 14 sports with at least 78 different coaches and you're going to tell me that the only coach that knew about this was Jim Jordan right and he happens to be a sitting congressman come right. on that just doesn't make well, sense well and then not only just in, in that alone I mean <laughs> The timing of this is absolutely suspicious right. from his recent testimony and really heated exchange with attorney uh, deputy attorney general Rod Rosenstein to, you know, th- potentially th- becoming speaker. Exactly. The fact that he's possibly becoming speaker, speaker of the House. And then you have Perkins Coy, the law firm in charge of this investigation, is the very same law firm that was in charge of the DNC paying Perkins Coy to pay the, the Fusion GPS to get the the PP dossier on Donald Trump. I mean, how stupid do they think we are? I mean, I'm not saying it exactly is a political witch hunt or a hit piece, but wow, of all the law firms and all the land, that's the one you pick, and then we're supposed to believe that this is not political? And where did this all originate from? Was it actually Mike DeSabado, or was it somebody that's motivating him, you know, because right. of political goals? What's your thought, George? Oh, I think we froze. Last part again. Pat, say that last part, sir. You know, what I'm saying is, is, you know, with Jordan potentially becoming Speaker of the House, uh, Perkins Coy being involved in this, who was involved with Fusion GPS, the PP dossier, everything else. I mean, is this really originating with the Sabado or is it originating from somebody with deep pockets? motivating and putting the Sabado out there to go after Jim Jordan to try and derail Jordan. It could be because here's one of the issues, you know, this, this is something that I brought up too and why, you know, I'm going to be on channel four tonight in Columbus for anybody that's listening. I'll be on uh, WCMH channel four at 11, the NBC affiliate. And part of it is why I came out, I came out in support of Jimmy Jordan. Me and, and part of the, this other, you know, one of the narratives that, that I want to bring up too is it, it's not that I have this, oh, me and overwhelming friendship with Jim Jordan. And, and, you know, we had a lot of clashes when I was in college. I mean, I was a Marine, um, you know, and we, you know, how we have problems with authority as it is. And he's barely two years older than I am. Right. So, you know, when I get to college, I mean, I'm, my last two years at Ohio State, I'm the oldest student athlete at the whole university. So I had to say, I had to come forward and I say, listen, this is not what happened. Because part of the timing in this is, I, I don't know that it's it's suspect, but for this to come out in April when, you know, the, the, the news cycle is slow, it, you're, you're, you're coming out after you've, you know, Mike DeSabato came out after he sued the university and lost twice. After you know the licensing debacle that he came up with, um, and then today in the Columbus Dispatch, fifteen former wrestlers came out in support of Jim Jordan, saying, "Hey, listen, um, you know this didn't happen in the way that it's this did not happen in the way that it's being reported." Um, collectively, there's a, another letter coming out from the the 
all the alumni and and the former alumni that wrestled at Ohio State and a lot of other coaches. Of a lot of other coaches are supporting yeah, Jim Jordan, well, also the, correct. And, and this is something I brought up, and no one see for whatever reason, no one, no one has reported this. And I and and I want you guys to take this to as as a fact. This isn't this is not a narrative. Ken Cherto was our assistant coach at Ohio State. Okay. Now, at one point in time, he was a first-year medical school student at Ohio State while he was our coach. So you're telling me that a medical school student who had to go through the ethics in doctor, you know, whatever you want to call it, the ethics class of of appropriate behavior was a coach at Ohio State with Dr. Strauss and his former wrestlers um, and his wrestlers at the time he's there saying to him that this inappropriate was going on and he didn't know about it and he came out in support for Jimmy. So I just right. think that, this, you know, if you add that up as a whole, totality of circumstances, does that sound right to you? No, not at all. Not at all. And and so here's the thing. You know, Pat, let, let me ask you this. You've been around wrestling for as long as I have. I've been around wrestling since 1982. Name me some wrestlers that you know that got bullied. I can't name a single one that got bullied besides... I mean, well, other Mark, time that, Mark, I, that Mark, I probably... Hate. Mark Kerr got bullied, but he got bullied by other wrestlers in, in the Benton Wrestling right, Room when I was in high school. Do you know wrestlers as a whole that you say, you know, how many times in conversations do you does this come up? You know, hey, you know that guy that was a wrestler with cauliflower ears? You know, I uh, I I wrote him like Sea Biscuit. That, that does that just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, wrestlers does, wrestlers don't get bullied. You know that just doesn't happen, and um, and so this is, and even the guys that are, you know, that, and so these aren't, you know, and these aren't fourteen year old gymnasts. These are grown men. Right. Now, if Doctor Strauss was a predator. And he did act inappropriate, or let, let let's say criminally. Then let let the judicial process say what it's supposed to say. Yeah. Okay. Now, regard and, and, and as far as Perkins go, let, let me say this: There's 1,160 lawyers at Perkins uh, Perkins Coey. Now, I you know saying to them that that you know it is saying that they're politically motivated. I can understand how people can make that narrative, but at the same time, it you know, it is this going to slow down the process of people coming forward? I don't know. I just haven't seen I've had three conversations with them so far. Nothing that they have said to me can as and you know that I have a, a show on that you know, we cover politics. Right. Nothing that they've said so far in, in conversations. In correspondence, in in emails, has remotely looked at as a um that it's politically politically driven. Well, and of course that I mean I'm just going to be devil's advocate on that statement as you know at Perkins Coy, they're they're attorneys, right? They're what, going what after a lawsuit. Yeah. It just so happens to be right. somebody who's being pushed for Speaker of the House that they're hitting. They don't even need to mention anything to anyone who they're talking to that it is political because, well, just by the very nature of who's being charged and the timing of it, it is political. 
And, and what else are they going to say? I mean, of course, you know they they got to play their play their hand as close to the chest as possible. They want to bring so. down this Republican, right? Stop Who's it. about to? You know, they're not they're not going to ever utter anything like that. There, you know, no reason for that. But well, it's, um, it's something you had mentioned, and it's something I've heard in some of the reports as far as getting to the truth and and having any kind of hearings or whatever. It's very difficult because there was no formal reports made by anybody it's all kind of whether you want to call it just locker room talk or conjecture or whatever there was never any formal reports through the university etc never a police this, report anything as to this gentleman's behavior so i mean it's well and can i can i um can i address that for a second of course okay one of the things that 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 came up and this was this is something that's very important that it is it is not being reported or not being spoken to in a in an open manner the um the investigator at perkins coy spelled out what was what was sexual assault and what was sexual abuse prior to the interview okay and that was one of the things that when people were speaking about this, what they said is that in, what is inappropriate and what is criminal are two different things. So let me give you an example. Inappropriate behavior is there's a female at the bar. I walk up to her and I say to her, hey, listen, I'm, or I, I walk up there and says, hey, I want to have sex with you. That. Take the same scenario, change the wording, and I walk up to her and I say, I'm going to have sex with you. Now, now comes a level of criminal menacing because there's right. an implied intent. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, and, and I know that doesn't seem like a big deal. Oh, you just changed one word. No, no yeah, that's it huge. does. It, that's yeah, huge. That's big. That's huge. And and when we, we say about this, I can't. One of the things that, that's important to, to say about this and, and the other victims, you know, the alleged victims that have came forward, let them tell their story. I, I, I don't want this to be tried in, in the court of public opinion. And I also don't want this to be tried where we are not telling the truth. And if there's a piece of damning evidence available or an, a piece of, ex, you know, exculpatory evidence available from somebody they're not going to come forward if every time they're they're going to be attacked for coming and speaking forward. Right. I haven't been attacked yet, but then of course I have a heel hook and a foot sweep <laughs> and a right hand. I, I mean, not everybody's going to, you know, attack the bear, but there are other people that have had threats made, and you know, some of them are not very, you know, they're not very nice. Were they people but that I, were I were they people that were making the accusations or in support of Jordan that were being threatened? Right. And part of the and, and here here's part of the yeah. other thing. Which, 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 which one? Side, which which side? The, the the people making the accusations, or the ones who are defending Jordan? Which which group were being attacked? Both. Okay. Mm. And that and that's what and that's what bothers me. It's <clears throat> both sides. Both sides are making the accusations, and both sides mm. that are saying, "Hey, listen," um, you know, they're both sides are being attacked, and and I and that's not what I, we want to happen because then the process gets diluted. And here here's one of the the issues that I, I'm saying. Let's say that you have a young man out there that has, you know, some, you know, some correspondence from him and the doctor. He doesn't come forward and that could be the, you know, that could be damning. Right. And, and at the end of the day, this has to be about Dr. Strauss and his actions, not the actions of the staff, not the actions of, 
of the university, but do, what Dr. Strauss did. Absolutely. And if, and if his actions rose to the level of criminal behavior, because at the end of the day, the man has been dead 13 years. He's not going to be able to defend mm. himself. Wasn't aware of that. And, and yeah, also, he, while he committed suicide, mm -hmm. he, and, and he was 67 years old and he was sick, he committed suicide in 2005. And here's here's the other the part of it. There, the reason in 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 the criminal code why you have a statute of limitations is because people's memories over the time change. Yeah. Now, you know, maybe you, you have, you know, I I have a decent memory. I but there are things that some of these guys have brought up saying, well, this happened and this happened. I don't remember it happened. We went, I'll give you a prime example. We went and wrestled in, you know, we wrestled at the, at, at, do you remember the Concord tournament, Pat? I do not. The Greco tournament that was out in California. Okay. Was that, was that a summer tourney then? Yeah, it was a summer tournament. It was a, you know, and, and, and it was a Greco tournament. I wrestled um, Corellin in it and he brought, you know, he had came out there. He was out there with us. We never had any adverse conditions. We wrestled in Russia. We went on that Russia trip. I think it was in the spring of uh, 1990. He never touched us. He, he never did anything to us. And that's what we're saying is, listen, there's a there's a group of us that didn't have the same experience that you did. Right. And we were right next to you. So we can understand that why there's a dual narrative. Some of you are going to say, yes, I was in private. But as a team, when he came, you know, he did shower with us. But guess what? So did the trainer shower with us. You know, the, the other trainers, you know, if you're sitting there touching 30 or 40 guys or 50 guys or, or you know, athletes that have, you know, that had, a you know, the paraffin treatment that had, you know, all of this at the end of the day. And you want to go home and you're smelling like, you know, uh, you know, Ben Gay and 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 well, not to and mention wrestlers else. that get Matt herpes and ringworm and all the other crap. Well, and, and this is something I and, and I want to bring that one up. That, that's a very fine point. Um, in the spring of 1991, we had an outbreak and it, was, and it was a fungus infection that hit us. And at the same time, it also hit the University of Michigan. And for example, there's a gentleman by the name of Sean Bormet. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with oh that. Yeah. Head coach at um, Michigan now. Say that again. Head coach at Michigan now. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when Sean was there, Phil Tomek and a couple other guys, had, we had, we had been to this, some, this tournament. And um, and we came back and there was, I can think, 11 at Ohio State, six at Michigan. Um, you know, there's like four or five at Indiana. Was that a was that a ringworm outbreak or what was it? Um, or staff? It was either it was a, it was some sort of fungal infection. It wasn't staff, okay, but it was it was a an infection from the mat. It was like impotato or one of those other, okay, you know, and. and so he had to examine all of us and they took pictures because they wanted to compare them back and forth with some of the other, you know, some of the schools. Right. Now I'm, and here's what I'm saying about that. If I'm in, if I was alone in the training room with Dr. Strauss and he inspected me, or however you want to say it, I didn't, he didn't do anything that remotely looks inappropriate. And one of the things I pointed out to one of the investigators, I came out of, Australia, when I was in the Marine Corps, and we did what's called a welfare check. And in, in the welfare check, they actually give you 
a swab where the corpsman holds your penis, puts a, a either a metal swab or a Q-tip in there, and takes a culture. Now, that's about as intrusive as you can imagine. Yeah. And I've had multiple of them when I, we were overseas. Nowhere during my tenure at Ohio State did anything resemble that. Nowhere. Okay. So, and, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know, I've been, I was around and I know the difference between inappropriateness and what you can consider criminal. Criminal and nothing rose to the to the level of criminality. Let me ask. I mean, obviously, this is this is actually pretty crucial information for somebody who's had twenty exams from this gentleman. You know what I mean? That's and, yeah. and for nothing to rise to the level of, like you said, inappropriate is really really huge. Let me just. I'm gonna even say devil's advocate, but I mean, let us let us theorize and speculate for a moment as to this gentleman. Uh, I keep talking his name up. Desabados. Um, could you right. see? Do you see in any of your what's what's being investigated, who's being investigated, who's making public comments? Do you see any financial incentive going into these guys making public statements about them being aware of this abuse? Just from your own just kind of personal opinion. You're not putting anybody on blast, but do you do Yeah, you, I, I mean this is this is all financially driven because there there's a there's also a caveat to this that nobody has brought up. At the Larry Nasser, you know, at the Larry Nasser case, a lot of it Which was the U.S. the U.S. female gymnastics team. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a thing in in which is called implied consent. You can't give that if you are under 18. There, there's just no right. There's no mechanism in the law to do that. It's statutory. You know, it, there's statutory rape, and, and because there's defense of it. Once you reach 18, and this is, and, and again, this is coming from what the prosecutors explained to us, or not the prosecutor, but the, the gentleman that I interviewed with, the investigators, was a federal prosecutor. And he explained some of this because when they asked some qu questions, I had to ask him, I'm like, well, explain that to me. And he said that. the One of the problems th that happened in this case is you had... um you had contact that was outside of the scope of of the exam. So, for example, you know, Mike DeSavito had gone to dinner with Doc Strauss. He had gone to his house. Now, that's those are statements he had, you know, put online, and we had seen it. He had gone to Damon's and had dinner there. So, part of that situation has been is that at the end of the, at the end of the discussion, you have to bring that up. Yeah, there there was some inappropriate contact. Now, could you do that today? No, the the even from eighty nine eighty eight to today, the laws have changed. So, I I think you, you've got to take a look at this as a, a linear context and say, well, wait a second, guys, where did where did the criminality begin? Because that that's the cr most crucial point. Inappropriateness is not criminal, and vice versa. Cr you know, there's criminal contact. That just by itself might not be inappropriate. Well, and that's how the ne the network, where the news, mainstream news, frames it as abuse. Uh, Jordan knew right. of abuse. He had he had knowledge of abuse taking place. And even hearing Jim Jordan refute these things, he's very acute to to use that term. Like I heard nothing about abuse. Um, I mean, come on, dude, a fucking locker room with wrestlers. I mean, of course you guys are talking crazy shit. But it's like look at how many times I've threatened to trade Pat online for nutty bars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and, and he's a grown man, and he 
he actually could probably defend, you know, defend me off of me for about, I don't know, a good 30, you know, 30, 40 seconds. But, you know, um, yeah. I just make you chase me for 30, 40 seconds. Then you're toast. Well, you might. I know you were talking about going on a run earlier. And I don't know. Was that Croatian? Was that the Croatian language you were speaking on that one? <laughs> no, but I mean, and here here's the, the thing that's important that, you know, that we talk about in in these in this discussion. You you've got to take a look and say, well, what is was there a criminal act? OK, let's say there is a criminal act. What was the criminal act? Because what no one is saying and I am saying no one, not in the press, not in the in um, not in the in the press, not in any of these other um narratives has anybody said well dr strauss was in the performing oral sex on us or he had his hand inside me or there's he was no giving no me specifics whatsoever right no specifics he said well we were touching inappropriately you go in there for an exam and then you know he tells you to pull down your pants well okay okay a hernia check is inappropriate about? i you know Right. Well, um, that that was the that was the report of like you go in there for a thumbnail and he's asking you to drop his drawer, drop your drawers. That's kind of the, the the narrative, as you say. I mean, when I was getting when I was I was fighting in New Jersey for the UFC, uh, it was a female doctor that was uh, inspecting me. She held a conversation with me eye to eye while she was fondling me. I mean, it's just and the only reason a, the only reason I didn't say anything the only reason I didn't say stop is because she was attractive. Right. And can you say that? <laughs> Buy me dinner first, sweetheart. Come on. Well, I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I just found no, that she, I, I know. she is was. Is that when you were. Let me ask you a question. Is that when you were. Is that before you went back to liking men? I mean, was it, I mean was it... <laughs> the timeline's a little, a little fucked up here. <laughs> we digress, ladies and gentlemen. No, but I mean. It, no, it... but I mean, here, here's the, the, the point of it, too. Let, let's, let's use that example. Um, knowing where this narrative arose arose from if you were to tell me today if you would have said your situation pick okay we we've know a lot of ufc fighters okay pick give me a 135 pounder or even a 145 pounder that you know that if that would have happened with a doctor oh a male wouldn't have took some action against it yeah a male right. a male doctor would have got put put through a wall probably. right yeah. Th- that is, I mean, that is an interesting um, aspect to this because, you know, you're fucking college wrestlers, Big Ten wrestlers. I mean, those are like the studs of the studs. You know what I mean? They're not going to necessarily be. Yeah, they're thoroughbreds. They're monsters. Right. And right. that's just not. I just can't see how how many how many people have come out accusing the doctor and Jordan. Right now, the 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 number is has been around seven. Um, and, and out of all seven, Cor- none of them put their fist through the doctor's face. Say that again. Out of all seven of these Big Ten wrestlers who are claiming that they were fondled or touched inappropriately, not a single one of them caved in the doctor's face. No, and that's one of the things. Um, it's insane to that, even consider. Right, yeah. Right. And, and here, you know, and, and it's not that. You don't you go know, seven for seven on homosexual wrestlers. No. Right. right. And here's the you know, here's the 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 narrative about this. Let's say that the seven wrestlers you know did that. Well, let me none of them and, and, and this is going to, to 
none of them have said that the 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 that Dr. Strauss was giving him a hand job. No one has said, you know, that, that Dr. Strauss all of a sudden, you know, um, kissed them or, you know, did any, you know, did a sexual act. Right. You know, and, and that was the, you know, maybe that was part of the, you know, part of the, 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 the debate that we have to have. But what I'm saying is that if you, if you're looking at it as a, if I'm looking at it as an investigator, if I'm looking at it from, you know, and I have to, and I've had to step back a couple times because I'm, you know, this is, you know, like I said, I, I coached for Russ. I was, you know, now I didn't coach when Dr. Strauss was there, but, you know, we had different, but even in the times that we were in the, in the, the wrestling room or in the training room, there were so many people around that. I, I just don't see some of the. I, I can see why certain people have different. They're just. They're, you do, you don't feel there was a window for Doctor Strauss to be right. doing this, is what you're saying. Well, not. You know, could there be isolated cases? Sure. Right. I, I mean, could there be? Okay. Um. You know, could and, and I'm not saying that the seven. Here's the thing. I know I've talked to all seven of the people that have came out, and I said, listen, um, you need to tell your story and make sure. You know, you you tell it from, you know, you tell it object, you know, honestly. And one of the wrestlers that I, I talked to today, and we basically had this conversation, and I said, "Look, I I didn't see the same thing you saw. Number two, there are guys that go in the training room, I that you know get their ankles every day. Now I didn't have that issue, so I wasn't in. You know, heavyweights don't." You know, they don't, you know, they, they don't go and do some of the same things that, you know, lightweights do. Right. But there are guys that go in there every day and got their ankles taped. Okay. Well, maybe they had more contact and had a different version or a different view of their mm-hmm. treatment than I did. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, had, go ahead. I mean, there, there's so many red flags in this. Like I said, from your kind of participation with, with, with Dr. Strauss 20 times, never, never, no, no issues whatsoever. In my opinion, again, the, the Perkins Coy aspect of his huge red flag. Um, and this isn't this isn't a female gymnastics team. Again, you know, we're talking about you know USA swimming is they say the undercurrents because my kids are swimmers and I'm I'm always keeping an eye on this because I have daughters. Um, there's some undercurrent, some undertow, some talk that USA swimming is about to go through the same level that the gymnastics. Mm. situation went through which could be really bad but you know we're talking about guys college wrestlers again that if they wanted to would be the elite predators of any predator you could right. have chase somebody down and maul them and so i just well, i, I here, find it hard to believe the other, here, here's the other thing okay at, at when they were at the when when we were at, at larkins hall which people are claiming this happened okay there was four other sports that were that were in the um, in that same arena that used that arena. Yeah, that that used the same room. Right. For example, um, the you know we had the volleyball players were over there and the basketball team they, maybe. No, no, no. The basketball team was the St. John's. Okay. But again, hold, let let me let me say this again. All right. 
um, if you, um, if you were there, it, you know, you had the, the fencing team was there. You had some of the male swimmers were there, um, you know, cause you know, um, you had the, the diving, uh, was there. Okay. Uh, I, I just, so there know, were, so yeah, like you said, 14, 14 sports, you know, 78 coaches and Jim Jordan's the only one that's guilty of not knowing. Right. Right. And, and here's, here's the other thing you had, and, and I'm going to say this, and, and this is the, the one thing that I, I, I came up with and, you know, I made clear during the time that we were there at Ohio state at, at, at Larkins, you had. We, we had a competition at Larkins. We, we, you know, we wrestled in the, in the, in the, in the Brown gym or the, the gym downstairs. You had multiple other teams that came in. You had, you know, we, when we had dual meets, the, the guys came in there to weigh in. Right. And I, and, and here's what, here's what I'm saying. When we wrestled there, we had some big 10 duels. At, at Ohio State, when we had the Ohio State duels at, at, at Larkins, we we wrestled. You know, I'll give you an example. We wrestled Cuyahoga. We wrestled Michigan. Uh, you know, we wrestled uh, a couple other schools. They came in and weighed in there. It did you know? And you had other wrestlers that came in there. Um, you had the the gymnastic team was there with, um, you know, some of the USA gymnastics as well. Yeah. Um, I. I for you to tell me that those coaches didn't see it and didn't report it because they have no obligation. You know, the USA, uh, the USA gymnastic team was there. And if, if something would have happened with them, their coaches have no ties to the university whatsoever. So they're going to go after it right away. You know, I I mean, and and seriously, you know, you take a look at, um, you know, I'll give you an example, you know, Pat can attest to this. When you, when we wrestled it at open tournaments, you know, the U.S. Open, right. um, the World Team Trials and all of that, you had was at times you had, a, you know, a nonpartisan officials come in to certify the scales, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So if this was going on at the time when you had some nonpartisan coaches, nonpartisan officials, um, you know, that were coming in and, and were using the same facility, you're going to tell me that none of those coaches had an obligation to report it. And this is the, the, the one point that I want to pay in this whole dynamic in the, in this narrative, there is a, a, one of the things that, that no one had brought up other than myself and a couple other people that if there's a duty of care that if, if they saw what was called deemed abuse, they then had to report that by law, not to the university, but to law enforcement. Right. So I, I just don't think that people knew what abuse was. And I don't think that this rose, it, it could be, now I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying is at the time, did this rise to the level of abuse? Yeah. One again with the fact of no, you know, that's an interesting point you make as far as, you know, now these reports and allegations are everywhere. But back in the late mid 80s, like it, it probably was 
a lot more trepidation as far as going to the law enforcement, going to the university. But the fact that no formal reports were made throughout all of this and the fact that you said so many sports, so many teams, so many coaches, nobody saw shit except for Jim Jordan. And the fact, you know, Piper, all these different elements, me just raised a lot of red flags. And I definitely want to follow this more and get you on as this kind of develops. And then definitely the, the role this Mike DeSabato's played as well as some of these individuals who's made public statements. I'm not saying they have a financial incentive to kind of make up stuff, but if we come to find out that this wasn't true and these guys signed up to saying, you know, what they believe to be true, it's that's gonna, big trouble. Yeah, it's gonna definitely put their Disabado seems like obviously some from his past and some of the accusations and some of the things that he's he's been accused of well, and charged he with. If, you know, he's a shady well, he seems like an awfully shady he's guy. He's clearly pretty shady, yeah. Yeah, it, it, well here's the thing. If he hadn't a lot of us would have came to um, um, a lot of us would have came more to his support than if he hadn't attacked um, the widow, it, the widow of a wrestler who was a veteran who was killed in action. Yeah, if he had done some of the, the the punitive things that he had done, if he had not, you know, called, um, you know. Uh, you know, called the the you know Tom Ryan um, called him names and 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 attacked his personal character because part of it is too is that you know he's trying to you know to lock up um, you know they, he's you know trying to to include um, um, you know he's trying to include Tom Ryan and the university staff right now and again it is everybody is having a, a fit about this and right. i think that th this is where a lot of us that you know are listening to mike DeSabato are saying li listen um this didn't happen this didn't right. happen the way you were saying you know, and this happen. and this and this these accusations true or not can destroy a very a, a powerhouse wrestling team i mean ohio state has been amazing the past right. several years and over history well, and, and 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 let me say this Tom Ryan is one of the most honorable human beings I know. I, I mean, I'm right. not, and and I'm not saying that because he's the the head coach, and I, you know, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a close relationship with him, but he is an honorable man, and so are the people involved in this. Right. I, I mean, so are the people in, um, in in the, this whole process from Ohio State. Like I said, I've been involved with Ohio State University. Since, you know, I started there in the fall of 1988, it, I, you know, like I said, I started in the fall of 88, I graduated in 1993, and I I just, I don't have any ill will whatsoever towards Ohio State. And again, there are some things that Ohio State does right, mm -hmm. and some things they've done wrong, and, you know, you can, but, you know, take a look at how they handled the... You know, they, they they handled the Claret case. They handled the, you know, the Jim Trestle case. Right. You know, they, you know. As it relates to this specifically, like, I, I think it is really huge and very telling that your interaction with this Dr. Dr. Strauss yielded absolutely no, uh, you know, you know. Because I'm thinking, because, and because I'm thinking a predator, if he's a sexual predator or a pervert or whatever, you know, they're going to test the waters with pretty much anybody they come in contact with in that type of that scope that spectrum right i mean a, a a preschool you know teacher who wants to molest kids is gonna test the waters right 
Right. So, I mean, like, again, I think it is your, your, your not testimony because you're not under oath here is, you know, very compelling. And I definitely want to see how this plays out because I think the, the level of political opportunism for me is just like as blatant as the nose on our face right now. But like you said, you've had interactions with Perkins Coy and you didn't necessarily hear anything untoward from them. But again, they're lawyers. What are they going to do other than kind of do lawyer stuff and kind of, like I said, play their, play their hand close to their chest. But, um, like this isn't going any way, anywhere anytime soon. You know, you, oh, you got, no. you got Jordan I mean, about ready to possibly have a speaker of the house run. And again, with all of this, you know, quote unquote storm from Trump, you know, this, the interaction with, um, uh, with Rosenstein, the Mueller investigation. I mean, this is, there's a lot, this is chess, man. Again, like we talk about all the time, this is, there's a lot to this and, um, you know, well, and, and here's the, you know, here's the issue that I, that I want is, uh, you know, that I don't, that all of us involved in this is said we want the truth to come out absolutely we want you to not try it in public opinion the court of public not without a try doubt. It in public opinion and, and here's the thing if um if he is um if he if he did something that's criminal he being the doctor there's of going to be some evidence out there and if you if somebody doesn't come up and 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 tell the truth and tell, because they're afraid, where does that happen? And you know, I'll give you an example. One of the things that's come out is this website. It's called Stand with Jim Jordan, and I'm going to read you some some of the names that have you know signed on to this. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that um, because I was looking at that earlier. Um, Rob Archer, Cullen Wall, Ferd, Ferd Miller. Jim Piccolo, Andy Stickley, Rick Berlinski, Matt Mondelet, Stephen Mendocino, myself, Mike Alf, Dan George, Jude Scove, who is a national champion, Andrew Scove, you know, who was there prior, you know, to Jimmy getting there. And, you know, these guys are came forward. And, and that's why I said, and this is why I don't want, you know, any of this that, you know, when people are saying um in this in this narrative that everybody was treated you know adversely or wasn't i'm like you know what you, let, let's just tell the truth man let's just you know come out and you know be um you know be as objective as possible I mean, like this, you said right? and, it's really and important. george george this is something that you know i'm sure in a case like this where there's suddenly i if if I'm defending Jim Jordan or defending the the university, I should say, because I don't think Jim Jordan, I'm sure he has an attorney, but doesn't necessarily need to defend himself in that way from a lawsuit. But um, the Ohio State University attorneys could very easily subpoena the, the bank records, the bank statements of all the people making these, these accusations and seeing if their accounts suddenly grew a little bit before they started making these statements, right? Right. And, and part of it is, too, is that one of the things that we've seen. And and this is where um, that, uh, you know, all of us have, you know, have have seen out of this is that. There are people out there, like, for example, the people attacked, uh, you know, um, with the people attacked Dinashi Yetz, and that's not fair. That it really is not fair because Danashi Yetz is a good, he's a good human being. Whatever he did after Ohio State ha has nothing to do with this case. It is all about 
Um, it is about Dr. Strauss and his conduct as a coach and the co and the interaction with the athletes under his steam. Right. Nothing they did afterwards, you know, is is as important or not even just as important, but it's um, it is it it it, it just there people are trying to attack their character when this in no way, shape, or form is a Sandusky case. Right. 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 Because, he, you know, he wasn't, he, you know, here's the thing that I also pointed out in my interview on Channel 4 um, and, and on Channel 6. When he went to the showers with us, he wasn't in there jerking off. He wasn't in there aroused. Right. And if you're, if you're going to say that to me, if you're going to say that he was, oh, my God, he was in there, um, you know, playing with himself and doing, he wasn't doing that. Now, let me ask you a, a, an honest question. Pat, yeah, yeah. If you were in a shower, oh, let, let me give you an example. Um, let's say Ronda Rousey with four Ronda Rouseys at the same time. Would you get a hard on? It's possible. It's possible. Just possible. <laughs> le le leaning, leaning towards very probable. <laughs> if you were three feet, oh, okay, you're in a shower. Ronda Rousey is right next to you. Um, pick whoever you want next. Um, you know, you're just saying with a bunch you... of attractive women, right? 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 <laughs> um, I get your point. You're gonna you're going to see some evidence of you know. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. And and Dr. Strauss displayed none of that while showering with these guys that he supposedly is responsible for you know habitually abusing. I mean, I I I more than understand that. Right. But... You know, if you're like I said, if you're in the shower with you know Halle Berry. Ronda Rousey, uh, Scarlett Johansson, George Pardos. Uh, George Pardos is no Scarlett Johansson, my friend. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, and I, I was back then too. I, I mean, I, that's that? you know, I was a, I was 235 pounds back then. I, I was, you know, I was kind of cute. You were lean, lean, and, mean, so, fighting machine. So, so when women see you now, they say that was a that was a nice ass 90 pounds ago. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, and, and that's why I was saying that, that, that a lot of this is, um, that a lot of this is, is, I think, is more political. Right, right. It's leaning that way pretty strongly for me. And yeah, and I'm like, you know, and this is where it's, it, you know, it is bothering us. And that's why a lot of us are, you know, coming forward and saying, Speaking no, out, yeah. Yeah. this didn't happen the same way. You know, this didn't happen the the, the way that, you know, people are, are, are saying this. Right. So when, when do you expect, you know, b before we let you go, obviously, um, just real quick, you know, when do you see, you know, the next phase, the next steps, the, um, you know, a lawsuit being brought or, you know, details of this? How long is that going to take? Wow. I, I don't know. I I, okay. I I don't know. Well, I, I mean, and, and the like... potential next shoe to drop as we look at the potential financial and political incentive in this, maybe they wind up paying somebody to say he did full on try to derb me off or what you know what I mean. Take it to the next level beyond just he did examined me. Like someone could easily be politically financially motivated to be like, nope, full on. This is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, and who knows? Like it's. But the thing is, the the tide is clearly turning towards this not really being what they're saying it is. It does not rise to the level of criminal activity, et cetera, et cetera. 
and you know testimony and words like yours is definitely of value not just on this show but the you know the the, the media stuff that you do because you know this is this is what they're doing to people man whether the media the trial of, of the media and public opinion is just stringing people up careers are ending just off just accusations, accusations without yeah. any jurisprudence whatsoever right, right. so i definitely want to get you back as this develops as time goes and, on and, I, and you're I, i'm more than you know anytime you want me to come on sure. I'm more than um i am you know more than um as this it, develops definitely yeah yeah um it, do you mind if i close with one final thing and this has nothing to do with this case go ahead um yeah this week a chicago police officer shot himself yeah, in that. his car and and the reason i'm bringing this over his name is brandon Kruger. he was a chicago police officer killed himself in his parking lot in his cop in his squad car right and he was also a, a, a marine veteran yeah if any of your listeners are or anybody that listens to your show is having issues or contemplating suicide or any of that please call the suicide hotline 800-273-8255. Please reach out. There are people that are listening. People are willing to give you help. Don't let a temporary feeling turn into, you know, you know, turn into a permanent solution. Yeah. And, you know, the thing it, I, it, it, it's going to hurt people. That you yeah. Behind. And the and thing is, I just say that as a whole, because, you know, there are people that are dealing with, you know, being with having PTSD and the, with the way society is today you're you're going to have some issues so again the suicide prevention hotline right 800-273-8255 and you know if you feel that way absolutely there are people are listening and I've, I've got several veterans who you know have ptsd pretty severe some of them who i message back and forth with a lot and you know my urging is and they all say the same thing that the va has got me on these drugs and it's killing me they know it's killing them and I urge people, um, any veterans out there who are having problems, man, look, you guys did extreme things, very extreme right. things, but you're not broke. There's no chemical imbalance in your head, but taking those drugs causes the chemical imbalance that makes things worse, and, and a lot of suicides are happening because of it. And I just got done talking to a couple doctors who were telling me that. Um, you know, now, So go, and, to, and, go, to and, a, go to a site called chemicalfreebody.com. Right. Get on those products, flush your system out, clean the toxins out, and do and your I've best to get other, off those I've drugs. Got some of those, I, I got some of those products. They work. They work exceptionally well. Good. Um, and some of the, you know, and and I, but I, but I say this is that there there are times that you need someone to talk to. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think people think that you know they usually you don't ask the strong, you know, if they're okay because they act strong all the time and they, right. they don't yeah. you don't ask them if they're hurt. Right. And I say that because throughout this process, and especially with you know the things that have gone on with whether it's you know the sexual abuse, whether it's trauma, whether it's PTSD, whatever it is, please don't let a a, a temporary fix be a because right. last year alone we had one million one hundred thousand people attempted suicide in the United States yeah. and 40,000 of them were successful. That is a crippling amount of people out there that have, that have felt so isolated from the world that they're willing to take their own lives. Well, and, and 40,000 of them were successful. Yeah. And, and, 
And so we're losing veterans, we're losing first responders, and we're also losing people that feel the overwhelming, overwhelming helplessness of just everyday living, and, and, and they shouldn't be there. No. So Without with that, I, um, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Militich, thank you for having me on. Thank you, um, sir. It's always a it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, and thank you, George. Very enlightening on the this subject. Best yeah. on the consp- conspiracy farm. All right, brother. Thank you much. Without a doubt, Take ladies care. and gentlemen, retired Marine, former Ohio State Buckeye wrestler, bearing some pretty important information on this subject. George Pardos, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, there will always be more. Peace and love.